and for us, and you know, in short, we love God and we love sex. Mm-hmm. The past 14 years of our friendship, the majority of our conversations have centered on our love for God. You know, we come from a Christian church background, and while we are not religious, our spiritual beliefs are at the core of how we navigate life and move through the world. True, true. And, and, and you know, the other half of those conversations have been about sex and how much we enjoy it, how we like to get into it, whether we're talking about oral or, you know, full on penetration or, you know, any other goodies in that bag. You know, sex is a wonderful puzzle with innumerable pieces. Um, and sometimes, you know, because of the trauma that people may have faced, it's not mm-hmm. easy to see that that beautiful picture that it could be. Yeah. But that's part of why we're doing this work, you know, to hopefully bring some healing and self-acceptance into conversations around sex and, and people's journeys around that. Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Love God, Love Sex podcast. We are your two hosts. My name is Heath Maxwell. I'm joined by your other co-host. What's up, everybody? It's Jamie. All right. This is an important milestone as Jay and I have wanted to create a space to dialogue among ourselves and with others about sex and intimacy. And we're here finally moving on our dreams and hopefully starting a new endeavor to create community where there has been lack of space and opportunity. Yeah, this podcast was birthed uh, out of our private and intimate conversations um, and our journeys through sex and intimacy, challenges we faced, experiences and breakthroughs we had. Um, You know, one day we were on the phone discussing relationships and I had mentioned that our conversations are so rich and deep that I wish they were public facing so that others could glean from them the way that I do. So here we are. And, you know, Heath reminded me about a podcast that he had done a while back uh, about professional wrestling, Macho Man Savage in it, and (laughs) and suggested that we, you know, follow suit and, and do a podcast. So this is where the Love God, Love Sex podcast came from. Yeah, yeah. So let's get into this first episode. A couple of things we're going to touch base on just to orient you and give you an introduction to us and the podcast is the name, Love God, Love Sex. We're going to talk about its meaning and we're going to talk about its relevance to this work. You're going to learn a little bit about us and our respective stories, where we come from, you know, our, our ideas, how we met. And then lastly, we're going to touch on the title of this episode, which is Honesty Changes Everything. You know, we want to talk about how honesty is centralized in this work and its importance to vulnerability and the mission of what we're trying to do. So let's start by talking about the name of this podcast, Love God, Love Sex. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are wondering where we came up with that name from. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and we're wondering uh, where it yeah, came we're, from as we're well. We're still thinking about that, too. <laughs> still trying to put that together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it does have a very dynamic, to us, it, it has a very dynamic and catchy ring to it. Um, and hopefully to people who are listening to us, too, we hopefully it's something that's ear and eye catching to you and, and makes you want to listen in and, and get involved again in the work that he's mentioned that we're doing. Yeah. Um, but essentially, it's really just us acknowledging these two sides to our reality. You know, we're spiritual beings, but we live in this human body, having this earthly experience, being able to touch and this, this sensory experience. Yeah, for sure. And for us, in, you know, in short, we love God and we love sex. In mm-hmm. the past 14 years of our friendship, the majority of our conversations have centered on our love for God. You know, we come from a Christian church background. And while we are not religious, our spiritual beliefs are at the core of how we navigate life and move through the world. True, true. And, and, and you know, the other half of those conversations have been about sex. And how much we enjoy it, how we like to get into it, whether we're talking about oral or, you know, full on penetration or, you know, any other goodies in that bag. You know, sex is a wonderful puzzle with innumerable pieces. Um, And sometimes, you know, because of the trauma that people may have faced, it's not Mm -hmm. easy to see that that beautiful picture that it could be. But that's part of why we're doing this work, you know, to hopefully bring some healing and self-acceptance into conversations around sex and, and people's journeys around that. And this is where honesty comes into play because, you know, when you're talking about change, it always starts on the inside. So internally, we want to have our own changes and then hopefully that's extended to other people as they listen in and, and share. Yeah, exactly. And I'm glad you mentioned our mission, which is... Simply stated, Love God, Love Sex podcast is a space to help listeners progress through their journey of self-acceptance and healing with sex and intimacy. And this mission, you know, guides everything we do, and you'll hear us reference it on every episode as we want to constantly remind you and ourselves of why we are here and why this conversation matters. Yeah. And, and and it's essentially, I guess, the lens that we present ourselves through. You know, all of what we share is about our own healing and our own process of self-acceptance, uh, mostly regarding sex and intimacy and relationships, but also, you know, regarding family, our worldviews and how we relate to people in the plethora of horizontal relationships that one can have. Yeah, yeah. So so let's let's get into our story a little bit. For sure, for sure. Because it's important for you, the listener, to get to know us better. You'll hear us share a lot of personal anecdotes, narratives, and experiences, and you'll learn more about us over time. But we wanted to take a minute just so that you're starting this journey. We consider you a fellow sojourner. You're like, all right, who are these people and what are they about? Well, as mentioned in the opener, I'm Jamie. I'm 41 years old, uh, a cishet black male originally from New Jersey, but now reside in Harlem, New York City. Uh, Professionally, my background is in communications, PR and marketing, but I love music and I have a heart and a passion for performing. I've always loved it since I was a kid. 
It's like lifeblood to me being on stage. Uh, I was raised Christian, but many of those narratives and ideals have come to mean something different to me as I've gotten older. Uh, the concept of God is not as linear as it was presented when it was first taught to me. Uh, I love the Lord, but I also love getting ahead. <laughs> uh, I don't know <laughs> if that makes me a heathen, um, but I'm hoping I make it into the pearly gates on judgment day. Um, I truly, I feel like I truly lean into keeping an open mind about things, which has also kind of, you know, spilled over into my ideas about connecting and coupling. Like, you know, I've been married before, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. but I'm divorced and I'm single now. And I can't say that I'm polyamorous because I've never had that kind of relationship, but I would say I'm open to it. And I would say I'm, I'm cautiously curious about people in the world you know, a true Virgo at heart. I'm down for all the adventure just with some measured risk. Measured risk. That's, yeah, I, can't, that's I, can't, I can't, I can't, I can't completely take the leap, but I can get all the way up to the precipice and look over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm sure it's a magnificent view when you do. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, my name's Heath. I'm a 41 year old cishet black male born, raised and formed uh, by New York City. Professionally, I'm a media head, so I'm into music, acting, film, et cetera, and I'm a DEI advocate. Uh, I enjoy creating and being part of diverse communities, and that's really the emphasis of my D DEI work, whether that's done professionally or that's done uh, through, you know, socially through the communities that I'm a part of. Uh, spiritually, I identify with Christianity, although I don't identify with the exact term I do have an MDiv, a Master's of Divinity, which simply means I was trained to think and talk about theological concepts. And with that being said, I don't think that, you know, Orthodox Christianity encompasses all my beliefs, but I do think there's a framework there that I embrace and that I do use and leverage. Uh, Relationship-wise, sex-wise, I'm a, you know, serial monogamist. If you can be, it's, kind of, it's kind of an oxymoron. Man. Yeah, exactly, exactly. If you can be, uh, you know, if you just keep going from relationship to relationship. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can't seem to uh, stand down. But settle on one. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Settle down. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, but no, seriously, I do take a long-term view of relationships and coupling. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's more, I think, of the traditional or maybe retro approach to romance. So, you know, I definitely am just about being with a partner and growing and thriving together well into our, our older, elder years, our AARP years. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, so, yeah. And sexually, I'm very sex and body focused. I love talking about the health and longevity and the sacredness of the human body. And since I was a, a child, super young, I've loved talking about and learning about sex. And you'll see a lot of that enthusiasm, passion play out on the podcast and you know that's me for now you know sidebar really quickly yeah i think it's really interesting and i've heard a lot of people say this there is a space for children to learn and talk about sex and oh, the curiosity and the mm -hmm. curiosity that comes at what most people would consider very young ages like i think they're thinking about the ages in terms of execution yeah. Kids are not obviously old enough to have sex, but I think there has to be space held for the curiosity. I have a friend who was telling me about 
when she was five years old in kindergarten. She's like, she's supposed to be nap time, but she she felt sensations in a vagina and was like masturbating yeah, with yeah, her I've Barbie doll. Yeah, yeah. No, I've 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 heard stories like that of five year olds, six year olds, um, going into those um, routines fa- fairly young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when you first said, you know, you you loved talking about sex since you were a child. Like I was at first, I was being judgmental in my mind. It was like, well, you know, what kind of parents you got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that would let you even be around it because I know, for me, it was like my parents tried to hide me from it. But it's it is. I feel like it's pretty dope when you have an environment where curiosity is encouraged and and parents are willing to talk to you and engage with children at whatever yeah. age about sex. Yeah, yeah, and and some of the stuff that I engaged in. And I, I didn't get, first of all, it was no, never physical or, right. um, like you said, execution. I thought that was a perfect word. It was more curiosity and wanting to talk about it and learn more about it. Uh, you know, I grew up in, uh, in the 80s. I'm a child of the 80s. And, you know, AIDS was really big, right? It had the same kind of almost focus that COVID has right now where mm-hmm. everyone was talking mm-hmm. about it. Um, I come from a medical family, a lot of medical professionals. So there was an, a realization and awareness of having to be safe and what it meant to be safe because there was all these rumors at the time floating around about AIDS that were unhealthy and not true. But with that comes education and exposure. And just, I think the eighties, you know, movies weren't regulated. There was no NC 17 or movies. So you're getting exposed to things. And for me, it's stuck again, no execution, but I've always wanted to talk about it and learn about it. And as I got older, uh, you know, I became an HIV peer educator. So I was going around talking to other teens about sex and safe sex. So there's always been that emphasis there. I think when people think about the practice about conversing about sex, they immediately go into, and then you put the dick in the ass and then it's right. in, it's in her vagina <laughs> going and it's, it's, it's hard and she's screaming and she's loving it. It's like that pornographic mind, right? We have almost a pornified imagination. Now when I'm talking about sex, I'm talking about connection, people, marriage, procreation, childbirth, health, you know, a disease, again, going back to the AIDS issue, there's a lot more to sex than just this kind of graphic. And the execution. Yeah. Right? Like of, you said, the execution. Of the penetration. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and, and it's like when you're a kid, you can kind of get that. You can you can sense some curiosities. Like you see mommy and daddy holding hands or kissing exactly. or hugging. And you Love. see all of these different forms of affection. And yes. you're like, you can, as a, as a child, you can see that and become very curious about what the next step is. Or what does that lead to? Yes. Yeah. Romance. Without even I, knowing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. And I'm glad, by the way, uh, that you mentioned Virgo because Jay and I are both Virgos. We're actually born the same year, six days apart. And a little, f- so, little fun fact about your Yeah, a little fun fact. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Jay and I have been friends a long time. And, you know, Jay, you know, you mentioned earlier about how our conversations were the inspiration for us doing this podcast. What elements from our conversations do you think transfer over to this podcast? Um, well, keeping in line with the theme of the episode, honestly, our our vulnerability, that's I think one of the things that I appreciate. If probably the thing I like that's most paramount for me is that we're able to be vulnerable with each other. Um, you know, I've told you some really deep and private things about sexual abuse that I've gone through. Uh, which we'll touch on at some point in the podcast, you know, you shared 
some you know things that you've been through with low self esteem and issues you've had there, yeah. yo, which can be very difficult for a lot of men at times. We don't like looking vulnerable. We don't like looking weak, or like we don't have it together, or like we don't know. Um, but it's like you know, you and I can flow between smashing pussy and heart repair seamlessly without it being awkward or feeling duplicitous. You know, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um. If I'm honest, those are the types of conversations that I, I haven't had with many men in life. So I'm incredibly grateful for the vulnerability. You've also, you know, kind of helped me shed some of the patriarchal ideas and mannerisms that I think made me ignorant to women's needs in the past, uh, which I'm incredibly grateful for. And and I appreciate that you didn't clown me about it. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I, I, I listen to my friends now and it's like, man, you're your pronoun game ain't as good as it should be. They'll yeah. clown you for stuff like that. But yeah. you know, I appreciate yeah. that you didn't do that. You know, we hold space for the fullness of each other's personality. And and that for me is what kind of set the tone and the example for the types of friendships and connections that I want, whether that's familial, platonic, or romantic. Um, that, that's, that sets the tone for me. But what about you? Uh, what, what are some of the elements for you? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You, you, you came out swinging with that one. Came out the dugout, pointed to the stands and hit that ball where, where you wanted to indicate it. <laughs> Babe Ruth in it. Yeah. Yeah. Babe Ruth in these questions. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've appreciated our commitment to truth. I remember one day I was talking about someone who was dear to your heart, actually someone you were in love with. And we were involved in a project with them. And I was critiquing their leadership style. And when I went to pull some punches about my critique, you said something that stuck with me. You said, it's not who's right or who's wrong, but what's right and what's wrong. And that focus on working to be honest and accountable, no matter what the situation, I believe has guided our friendship. Mm -hmm. And I want to see that transfer to the podcast. And it won't be perfect because we are imperfect but I'm okay even if it's done imperfectly because it's about lifting it up and prioritizing it so that you have the best opportunity possible to build genuine, authentic community. Which you can only do with honesty. You yeah, know what I mean? Sure. So uh reinforces that point. But yeah. you know, now that now that our listeners know a little bit about us, let's get into the meat of this convo. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to be honest? Um, I have heard sometimes people say that honesty is different from truthfulness. I can tell you a story and I can tell you that I was, that I went to the strip club, mm -hmm. but I might not tell you that I, I got a couple of lab dances while I was there. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, I was yeah, honest yeah. about where I went. But I, oh, I, oh, I, I told you the truth, but I wasn't yeah, honest. Fully. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I told you the truth, but I wasn't honest. I love that. <laughs> and yeah. it's like I think I think they're interchangeable. As you know, essentially established by the same thing, which is integrity. Um, mm -hmm. Is is you know is who you say you are and what you do is that aligned? Yeah. You know, but what are your thoughts on that? What do you think? How do you think honesty changes things? Well, in the context of this show, sex in particular is usually shrouded in secrecy. It almost dances between the whisper and silence. 
And when people do talk about it at times, right, they whisper about it, it's narratives that are dishonest to their experiences and who they really are. And I, th and I believe honesty allows us to see and hear ourselves as we are in the mirror and before our community. But that can only happen with, um, I would say, that can only happen within a safe and brave space. So honesty can liberate and even create because once people feel empowered to tell their stories, they can begin to imagine a new life. Yeah. And, and it's, it, there's not a lot of truth or honesty encouraged around sex. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it's, it's all over the internet. It's all over media, movies, and in music. But I don't think a lot of people are being honest about what they know or don't know about sex or their sex practices. And I think, you know, our society doesn't really encourage a lot of transparency around sex. But, I mean, even like what we've seen with the LGBTQ plus movement, not everybody's story is palatable. So I'm, I'm grateful for avenues mm -hmm. like podcasts and, you know, other social platforms that allow people to tell those real and vulnerable stories about sex and intimacy. Because like you said, that's what's going to help them begin to imagine a new life and, and feel empowered to tell their stories. For sure. And, you know, we look forward to hearing how the podcast hopefully positively impacts people's pursuit of honesty in their lives as other stories or events um, have impacted them. Uh, so, you know, um, and let me just say a little bit more on that, that I think that when we talk about these other stories or events, we're talking about things that we reveal things that maybe you know, your stories or other events that will happen in your life as you become hopefully a part of this community, a part of the listenership that we're trying to cultivate around, you know, sex and intimacy, most importantly, uh, self-acceptance and healing. So actually, you know what, Jay, what were the stories or events that you believe helped set you free to be more honest about your sex life? Ooh, um, Yo, off the top of the dome, what I'm thinking about right now is Richard Pryor and listening to his story about uh, his uncle that made him perform oral sex on him. Like that, like some of the first mm -hmm. stories that he told about his sexual abuse are ones that I can relate to. Mm -hmm. um, I think another one is listening to Amber Rose do the talk about the slut walk. Um, and, and the different associations with quote unquote promiscuous women or people in general, but even some of the sex tapes that we've seen come out. Like, I think those were kind of celebrations of people's sexuality, wanting to come out and be seen and be heard and, and live in their truth. Uh, so, so those are some of the stories and, and activations I would say that helped set me free to be more honest about my sex life, things that I've been through, traumas that I've had, and and how I've been able to overcome some of those things and and develop and create a better sex life. Got it. Got it. Got it. How about yeah. you? Oh, man. Um, I think what's helped me be free is the friendships that I've had and going back to my youth, uh, conversations I had with my parents around sex. And I think being on a good run of 
friendships, especially male friendships that have allowed for the vulnerability I needed to be a better person and to think more clearly and empathetically about my sex life and also the connection that I have to a partner and partners. And so, you know, I think that's uh, really what's helped me be free and uh, helped me expand and connect more uh, with, within myself ar around this whole idea of, you know, self-acceptance and healing because it's just a constant work. It's not something you do once and then it's fixed. Uh, you know, I always, you know, liken it to combing a beach, right? You know, if there's, you know, polluted water, and the water's bringing, you know, trash onto the beach. You'll clean it one day, come back the next, and there's still it's trash. More there. trash, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So right, you have to consistently comb the beach to keep the beach at the level of cleanliness uh, that you want it in order to enjoy it. And I believe our heart works the same way. I believe our healing works the same way. Yo, son, that was a great metaphor. Because yeah. it's like you said, every day there's something new to kind of get into about your personality. Um, about your idiosyncrasies, your quirkiness, things about you that may be holding you back from becoming your best self. For sure. um, that's what comes in the inner work, which like yeah. we talked about earlier, that's the work of this podcast is really digging into what is the inner work needed and necessary to set up an environment for a healthy sex life, for healthy yeah. sex practices, for healthy yeah. exploration, um, yeah, for healthy yeah. communication and feedback. Yep. These are the types of things that we're looking into. I mean, we could be doing, you know, the top five, this ways to please your partner or whatever. But for us, it's, it's about that inner work yeah. and hoping and that it leads to self-acceptance and healing in people's yeah. journey. That inner work is critical. I'm glad you mentioned that. Word. Well, while, well, while we're talking about it, I want to give a special shout out to some of the pods um, that I feel like who are also sojourning with us uh, in this work. And these are in no specific order or ranking, but uh, horrible decisions. I feel mm. like they do some good work. Yeah. Uh, the, the married couple from and then we had sex. Yeah. Super funny. They're super hilarious. Uh, Uncle Kev, Kevin Samuels. Uh, rest in peace. God rest the dead. Uh, you got the Mean Girl Pod at Barstool's, yeah, uh, yeah. Shan Boudrum, um, tonight's conversation cards. Where I feel like a, a lot of couples are getting into this game, but I feel like even if you're not a couple or an official couple, it, these are just some cards, conversations that really do good at, you know, opening up uh, topics that most people aren't talking about and, and really getting you to be honest and vulnerable. Mm -hmm. uh, and I I would be remiss if I didn't mention the Breakfast Club. <laughs> uh, most most recently, I think the faking O's orgasms, the viral video with with DJ Envy and his wife. Got I'm it. glad that it was it was raised to the surface because I think it was if you know how the Bible says, "He who has ears, let him hear." Like if you were listening, <laughs> it could be very edu very educational. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. For me, it was like a reminder that partners always require check-ins at every stage of the game, whether it's about their emotional well-being, their physical pleasure, health. You should be checking in and not just resting on the laurels like DJ Envy that you're beating it down. You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> or 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 a Corinne Stephens who thinks you just sucking a dude's soul out 
You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like drug orgasms can occur without ejaculation. So ladies or anybody who's pleasing a partner with a penis, you should be checking in and making sure that they're really being pleased because men can fake orgasms too. Yeah, yeah. Men can fake it too, all right? No time for faking jacks. Because <laughs> that's fake jacks laid on, on their back. back. <laughs> Shout out to I and I and Pete Rock, classic song from the mid-90s, which Facts, is a sidebar. Man. Jay and I are like, we are notorious hip-hop heads. We love hip-hop. We grew up in that culture, big hip hop and pop culture. So, you know, you know, everything from Rakim to Karis One to all the classic uh, hip hop era, Kane, and, and, you know, afterwards. And also, you know, the movies and the pop culture of that time, whether you're talking New about you know, pop. Yeah, exactly. New Jack City, <laughs> Back to the Future, you know, Pop Back. Rockets. Cass was just talking the the day about yeah, Goonies. Talking about the candy, like the cigarettes. Remember the candy? Uh, the, oh, like, wow. Cigarette candy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All that. Uh, but, you know, I would want to add a couple more people to that list of who I think me and you uh, have dialogued about, uh, podcasts that have influenced us in developing this podcast. Uh, we want to shout out Esther Perel and, and, mm-hmm. and you know, Susan Bratton as well. They, they've been good. Uh, you know, interlocutors and helping us think through some of these things. These podcasts and their listenership or communities that support these podcasts are remarkable. And they have been inspiring us to tell our story and to continue and spread like Jay and I were talking about that honesty that exists between him and I to everyone else. And, you know, taking it a step further, Jay, and I'm just taking a moment to think, why do you feel the conversation about sex is important to have with everyone or from a community perspective? Uh, well, I think the thought is that at some point, everybody's going to have sex. Mm. So, so everybody <laughs> should have a conversation about it. Like you said, even as a kid, you were curious. Yeah. So, so whether it's from a curiosity standpoint or whether it's from a an advisory standpoint if you're about to actually execute and you might want to pick up some tips education is necessary yeah anything you want to be good at education is necessary so i feel like that's the reason why sex needs to be talked about and especially from a community standpoint because you want the community healthy yeah thinking healthy having healthy sex practices so that that's the reason why i think it's important and on that note any last words before we head out of here um, well, honesty, like we talked about earlier, it, it, it manifests, uh, honesty with self manifests as honesty with the world. So keep your internal convos pure and that honesty is going to transfer to other people. That's what they'll see in you. Sweet. And every episode, we're going to give an invite for people to email us. We can be reached at connect at love God, love sex podcast.net C O N N E C T at love God, love sex podcast.net. We welcome your feedback show suggestions or other ideas before we go we just encourage you be honest not with anyone else but be honest with yourself thanks for listening to this episode we'll see you next time around take care peace